On tonight's episode, we watched Ouija. Ouija. Ouija? Actually, Ouija is the preferred pronunciation. By who? For, no for one. For On the dictionaries. <laughs> <laughs> On the dictionaries. <laughs> Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. And tonight, Dan is joined by three spirits. I'm Stuart Wellington, the scariest ghost. And I'm Elliot Kalen, the shortest ghost. <laughs> and I'm Hallie Haglin, the pile of bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, two ghosts and a pile of bones. She's disintegrated. <laughs> that, was that, that was that sitcom, Two Ghosts, a Girl, and a Pile of Bones. <laughs> um, Not yeah. a good show. <laughs> Yeah, as has become a miniature Shocktober tradition, Hallie, miniature? Uh, Hallie has returned to be with us. Yeah, because she's tiny. <laughs> she's a tiny person. Um, with a big heart. Yeah. Speaking You're going to find that out tonight, people. <laughs> hey, In my special Christmas episode. <laughs> Wait. Right now for Halloween. It's called A Very Spooky Hallie Christmas. <laughs> Uh, not even like Happy Halley Days. <laughs> no, that sounds too much like Happy Days. And it gets confused with Halley Days, Halley's Happy Days tribute, <laughs> where she plays all the parts. Halley, give us a taste. Uh, hey, I'm talking over here. <laughs> Have you ever Dead seen on. Happy Days? <laughs> now do uh, Dwayne the Jambler. <laughs> Can I empty your trash? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Dead on. 100%. Dead on. Now do uh, the foreign exchange student Ronaldo. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> okay, that was now, the most questionable I, Ola I've ever heard. I feel pretty pimped out right now, okay? You are pimped out. I mean, look at those rims she got. <laughs> She's got neon lights under her chassis. Yeah. That's called ground effects. Don't talk about Hallie's chassis. There's a PlayStation That's... 2 in her trunk. <laughs> um, That's not junk. In my trunk. <laughs> so. Tonight's sponsor, PlayStation 2. <laughs> Go back in time and buy one today. Tonight's... Games are still usable, Elliot. Tonight's sponsor, Silliness. <laughs> <laughs> like the concept or Thanks, is that like a syllabus company? Yeah, the concept of silliness. Silliness, <laughs> silliness syllabus. Yeah, just general hijinks and <laughs> Okay, thanks Daniel, for explaining to me what silliness is. So now that we've been goofballs, what do we do on this podcast, Daniel? Uh we, oh, very serious. We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. And tonight for uh, our final Shocktober in a month. Ever. <laughs> what? No. Are we already ghosts? Our final yes, Shocktober we are. I already said that. This year in a uh, Shocktober that's brought us a cornucopia of Shocktober episodes. Three regular episodes. A corpsecopia. One crossover episode. But this is the last one. And we watched 
Ouija. Stop saying Ouija. They don't even say Ouija, Ouija in the movie. You they weren't call even it Ouija. Say, you were saying Ouija before we got on the air. <laughs> Suddenly, I was saying both you're both like, I'm going to be the cool I wanna guy. Switch I want to impress my boys. Then he put on his glasses and he's like, Ouija. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you did put on glasses when we started recording. Yeah, that's the coolest way to be. Put on your glasses and start correcting people's pronunciation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he put his glasses on uh, after we watched the movie. <laughs> he's like, the movie I found too blurry. <laughs> I couldn't read any of the credits or other on-screen text. Thumbs down. Which you need if it's a Ouija board. There is a lot of on-screen text. That's true. Yes, no, letters, goodbye, yeah. a moon, a sun. Hi, friend. Yeah, that's why I don't... <gasps> the Parker Brothers brand. That's <laughs> why I don't like a movie Mattel. about a Ouija board is that you have to... Is it to. Mattel? Which is it? Is it Parker Brothers, Mattel, or... I thought or... it was Parker Brothers. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's a board game, and Parker Brothers is a board game company. Mattel is... You'd have to be bored to play this game. hi Let's get to the movie. <laughs> but it's not just like having subtitles where you have to read the movie. You have to spell the movie. Like yeah, luckily to, it's like they Stephen said Hawking's everything. telling you a story. No, but they would spell something out, but then they would say it out loud, and they would say it out loud much faster than I had been able to spell it because <laughs> I was like halfway through, and they're like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> now, let's make it clear: there have been three different movies named Ouija in the past. So, which one years. did we watch? We watched the most recent one from 2014. We watched Big Top Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> right after Ouija's Big Adventure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What a better movie this would have been. <laughs> it was called Ouija's Big Adventure, and it was about Pee Wee Herman or just Paul Rubens, out mm-hmm. of character, using a Ouija yeah. board. Who's a ghost? <laughs> and it was just him and a ghost. I'm a ghost. I know you are, but what am I? Uh, no, a ghost. I know you are, but what am I? No, wait. Hold on. I'm not answering the question. The, the large Marge scene wouldn't be quite as scary, though. No. no, you'd know she was a ghost right from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Am I speaking to large Marge? <laughs> Ah! Yeah, okay, so I am great. Yeah, the, the little planchette went on to W A A A A exclamation point. <laughs> Why did they even put an exclamation point on the Ouija board? Because they learned with Ouija boards what everyone learned with text messages, which is if you don't put an exclamation point at the end, it sounds weirdly passive aggressive and like you're mad. Yeah, so the ghosts always have true. to put exclamation points. They didn't use it yet. They definitely added it, along with the emoticons that they added to the Ouija board. Yeah, when they added that eggplant emoticon so that ghosts could talk about their penises. <laughs> that is that is funny, though. So like... the Japanese ghosts could talk about their penises. <laughs> Why Japanese in particular? Oh, I was thinking of... <laughs> that old urban legend that Japanese men have eggplants for penises? <laughs> That's why Kid Icarus is always fighting him. Eggplant wizard. I played Kid Icarus when I was little. <laughs> wow, we have so much in common, me and Hallie. That. You guys should get married or kill each other or I don't know what. Or play Kid Icarus. What, what if that was the lamest ever attempt to single white female somebody? <laughs> That's why Kid Icarus was like this. I used to play Kid Icarus all the time, too. And now I'm going to stab a stiletto through your eye. Happened in single white mm-hmm. female. Oh, my shoe's untied. I, I, I have to tie my shoe also. <laughs> So damn. R.I.P. Stephen Weber. He died in single white female. He's still alive in real He's life. He's still alive in real life. Yeah. No, he's living off of that Weber's real money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, you do know that when things happen in movies, they don't usually happen in real life, right? What? Uh oh. We've got a lot of educating of this guy to yep. do. Anyway, have, Dan, have you ever heard of Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Fred Claus's brother? <laughs> 
Let's talk about Ouija, shall we? Okay. As it's shocked. Yeah, we probably should. I'll focus on the scares. Now, it's Mm -hmm. based on the popular board game, which is not actually a game. Scares Cares, which is my charity. (laughs) Your charity that helps homeless ghosts. Yep. (laughs) Ghosts without sheets. (laughs) Ghosts without the most. Mm -hmm. Beetlejuice, everybody. (laughs) Ghosts without the most Beetlejuice? (laughs) You need more Beetlejuice. (laughs) Ghosts. Ouija. It's the movie we watched. Let's explain what happens in it, okay? It's about a game. It's about a board game. Yes. Yeah. It's based on the popular way to contact the dead that doesn't work, but it does work for girls at slumber parties. Apparently, now the movie. So we open on some little girls playing with a Ouija board. Yeah, and they tell us the rules of the Ouija board, which I've never heard before. Don't feed it after midnight. (laughs) Don't get it wet and. Use Make protection. sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and if you can't be safe, name it after me. By the way, I want to say that, like, we... <laughs> what you name it, Ouija? <laughs> uh, yeah, and the rule: uh, gas, grass, or ass. No one rides free. Yeah, and also you smelt it, you dealt it. <laughs> uh. And if you can't take the heat, get out of the Ouija. And also the Second Amendment. okay there's rules you need to know about the ouija board never use it alone never use it in the graveyard in order for the maintenance of a well-regulated militia the right to bear arms shall not be infringed and also have fun and don't forget if you can't run with the big dogs stay on the porch and this is very important do not tell mom the babysitter is dead use the ouija board to contact the babysitter she'll tell you when to go to bed And no running. (laughs) (laughs) Also, adult swim, call kids out of the pool. No runnings. Just full stop. No, that movie with Dougie Doug, no runnings. (laughs) Where they couldn't afford a bobsled, so they didn't go to the Olympics. Where John, where, uh, John, was that John Candy? Yeah, John Candy. He put so many weights in his bobsled that it just wouldn't move. (laughs) (laughs) You're really getting into this, uh, cool runnings. This is a really deep deep dive into the cool runnings. Remember, that was why he didn't win and he had to become a coach because he cheated by putting a bunch of weights in his bobsled. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my jokes got too oh, accurate on, for Dan. you. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's a national treasure, but he was a large man. I mean, a Just Canadian be- treasure. <laughs> it's still a nation. <laughs> yeah. Technically. Now, Canadian uh, treasure starring <laughs> Canadian Nicolas Cage. There's a treasure map, A on the back of the... On the back of the loony. <laughs> This means, best, this means something. On the back of the document that says we're our own country because we never had a revolution or nothing. Anyway, <laughs> let's go find that treasure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bunch of cans uh, of Schlitz. <laughs> you okay, Dan? <laughs> no, it's basically a Bob or Doug McKenzie impression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In National Treasure. Yeah. So, National Treasure 2, Book of Strange Brew. What? That's actually a good show. I want to back up, though, and uh, say that I predicted... When we were we were trying to figure out what movie we we're gonna watch, I predicted that out of the choices, Hallie was gonna choose Ouija because it's my theory. That Ouija. Women love Ouija boards. They do. I chose LL Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hallie, this this movie opens with two young girls playing with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. It's uh, their friends. I Debbie. was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hallie was not a character in the film. That's a good point we should make, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Debbie and Blaine are best friends, and Blaine is not happy that her sister- Lane sis- was her name. Oh, Lane. It's Debbie and Lane. Blaine from- From uh, 16- yeah, Or no, from Pretty, Pretty and Pink. Pink. Pretty and Candles. 
Now, uh, and Lane yells at her younger sister to get go away. It's like those. uh, (laughs) Oh God! Are we ever going to talk about this movie? (laughs) No. No, but I'm going to give the shortest plot summary after this. Norway or who does the ceremony at Christmas when they just wear candles on their head? What? (laughs) (laughs) I I can't decipher this one. (laughs) Is this a Colorado thing? All right, no. If you got for the ladies out there, if you had. If your you man's want- not giving you love, kick him to the curb. <laughs> also, can you tell me about this candlehead thing? <laughs> no. No, people will remember. If you had American Girls, it was Kirsten. I can't remember where she was from, but she had that outfit that was the candle on the head outfit because it was a tradition because she was an immigrant. I don't remember where from. <laughs> an immigrant who died in a mysterious fire. <laughs> Uh, de- uh, that was really up to you. That was really up to the owner of the doll. Oh, Is she great. like a miner or something? Why does she have a little candle on her head? No, it was like a special, like some some Scandinavian way to celebrate Christmas or something. A Christmas thing, a foreign yeah. Christmas thing, like okay. a, like a bouche de Noel. Now say. there's uh, now there is no. More appropriate time to talk about Christmas traditions than during our <laughs> Halloween episode. I told the you. one that will literally, the literally go up on Halloween. This is the least spooky Shocktober episode we've ever done. Someone throw some chain sound effects on there, Dan. There better be chain sound effects and creaking doors through this whole thing. Oh, that's a scary witch. That was so frightening. Anyway, so these two girls are playing with the Ouija board, Hallie. When you were a little kid, like at sleepovers, <laughs> yep. did you used to bring play Bring Hallie back into the conversation. <laughs> but at least it's relevant. Like, this is a thing that I, as a male child, never did. You didn't play with Ouija boards? No. I contacted the spirits by killing small animals and then pouring their blood onto the altar I carved. <laughs> but So is this a thing that girls actually do yeah. when they're kids? Yeah, we had a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. We played Ouija Ouija? Did you contact anything? No. It never, like, worked for me. <laughs> I like that you're playing that nice it, was qualifier. Your, it was your problem. <laughs> I must have been doing it wrong because this know. plastic board never contacted the dead. I don't know what Plan turns check. spirits off to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read a book about... What spirits really want? I mean, you did you did say last October that you really wanted to see a ghost. I know, and I said it to you again on the subway today, not joking. You were like, "What are you going to do for Halloween?" And I was like, "I said it before, and I'll say it again. I want to see a ghost." Well, so, I mean, like, that's not what you're gonna do. This is a wish. It's just going ghost hunting, I guess. Yeah. Not busting. Not hunting. Yeah. I'm like a watcher. I'm like a bird watcher. I appreciate. She's an enthusiast. <laughs> you're like you're a hunter in the same way that a milf hunter is a milf hunter. He's not killing the well. milfs. <laughs> <laughs> so Ouija so these boards. Girls play with a Ouija board. Yeah. Cut to it's you know eight years or later or however long they're teenagers in high school now. And one of those girls is immediately breaking the rules by playing by herself. She's oh. playing Ouija board by herself. She's trying to say goodbye to somebody. And does it work? She and she's. In, her friend is talking to her. Lane is talking to Debbie on the phone, and she's like, hey, you going to come to the game? No, no. And I don't remember if we ever found out why Debbie – did she break up with her boyfriend or something? Like, why She they- just like – she wouldn't come out of her house. She just wasn't feeling like it. She had leftovers. She had a plate yeah. of leftovers. And she I guess it's because she eat. wanted to deal with this ghost. But yeah. instead – Too busy. <laughs> she doesn't want to go to the big game because she's busy with this ghost problem. She sits down for her leftovers. The lights are flickering. The door opens. The, the stove turns on. The stove on. turns on. She goes up to use the Ouija board and is like... No, she had already thrown the Ouija board in the fire. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I didn't accept. She had you said goodbye on the Ouija board, thrown it in the fireplace, went to sit down to eat her leftovers. Uh-oh. The door opens. 
it's spookiness. The light, the fire turns on. She goes up to her room. The Ouija board is there. What? Ah! And then no, uh, no, 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 and, no. You know, and uh, we learn that you can see a ghost if you hold up the planchette and look through the little plastic circle in the middle, which would have made the game like way more fun. Uh, if I had known when I was a child. Maybe, yeah, maybe you had contacted a there ghost, a ghost after all. Yeah. Maybe it was a ghost that didn't have hands and so it couldn't use the planchette, but like you couldn't you could see them if you hold it up. A yeah. ghost monocle. Yeah. So, so she's the most different ghost. It's just a monocle floating in midair, maybe a top hat. So she holds the ghost that thing of Mr. Up. Peanut. <laughs> she holds that him. thing up and uh and her eyes. Like her eye over. totally milks over. Yeah, she looks like Storm using her powers. Mm-hmm. And then she reaches up and grabs Or takes- little orphan Annie at any point. Milky eyes. Little she had no pupils. Little orphan Annie was always using her in weather the, controlling powers. Oh, I was like, uh, I'm not talking about Annie. No, the they they musical. fitted the girl playing Annie for all white that would, contact lenses. I would love that if it was like <laughs> they deemed it too painful and too scary. <laughs> it was like uh, Robert Altman's Popeye level of like trying to be like the comic. <laughs> so that so she has no pupils. She's constantly getting kidnapped, and everyone hates Roosevelt. Is yeah, how it would go then. <laughs> And Daddy Warbucks is a huge war profiteer. <laughs> there was a whole series. He he died what? in the comic strip, and then after FDR died, Daddy Warbucks came back, and he was like, "Well, I don't have to be in hiding anymore now that that man is dead." It's like that's terrible. That was the president. <laughs> Even if you disagree with the man, have respect for the office. Anyway, <laughs> he was the Tony Stark's dad of his day. Uh, and there's a war profiteer. Yeah. I mean, okay. They was he also like a scientist? I guess we'll take your word for it. And his son is Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. No, Annie is Iron Man. Iron Manny, of course. <laughs> Although that sounds like Manny from Modern and Family. Sandy was like. a war machine. So Sandy is a, is a dog in armor. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, that's a pretty great mashup right there. <clears throat> So where were we in this movie? So, so we're like two minutes in. She has a song, You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Suit of Armor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she is now possessed. She takes a string of Christmas lights, hangs herself with them. In the first of Scary. many shot cuts that spook yep. Hallie out loud, they, I find didn't fantastic. didn't spook me. They got Dan. They got Stuart. There were a couple yep, of people, I was freaking. There were a couple times when people would go like, hey, and jump out of nowhere. And <clears throat> it was there were genuinely good jump outs. But what I like about watching a horror movie with Hallie is... Excuse me, I had a Popeye burp. <laughs> started crying. <laughs> but I was too, too choked, up. choked up. I yeah. love the experience of watching the movie with Hallie too much. Every What I love about watching a horror movie with Hallie is every scare, she goes, ah, until a certain point in the movie where she just stops giving a shit. And she is so fed up with the movie. And she's just like, she's, getting angry. she's like, just do the thing, bitch. Come on, just go in and do that stupid thing. Like, I love it. There's this, and I can never quite pinpoint when the switch has happened, but I know when it happens when, when she starts talking. It's, if anyone has the has the chance to watch a horror movie with Hallie, go ahead and do it. Maybe it'll be a prize in the contest. Yeah, or <laughs> now, she so she's dead. Her friends are devastated. They go to a diner the next morning for breakfast. They order her her pancake with the worst. Because they thought she no, asked. they thought she was coming. Did they we, had arranged prior yeah, yeah. to meet her. Did we ever see what the pancakes with the works look no. like? No, they didn't no get confirmation. A to order actually. Like I'm guessing it's got like fucking like, gummy bears and shit in it. Whatever kids <laughs> like to eat. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Three pounds of candy on top of it. And then they cover the whole thing just with. Said the works. That's going to be $73. There's just like a steak on top of it with like mashed potatoes. There's one of those those gold leaf things on it. 
doesn't it doesn't even have any flavor. It's just to be extravagant. It comes with a ceremonial goblet and plate. <laughs> you, you keep the. That's why it's so expensive. That's you, the thing. It's not a, really a ten thousand dollar pancake. It comes with a ten thousand dollar bracelet. You get a picture of you put on the wall if you eat the pancakes with the work. A bracelet <laughs> on the wall under a title that just says "idiots." <laughs> <laughs> but they cover up the, what it, they cover up what it says when you're there. Oh, oh yeah, you're on our wall of fame. <laughs> anyway, she they're all devastated by the death of their friends. They don't know what's going on. She goes and uh, get take is yeah. Given, we're introduced to like a cast of cool hip teens, right? Yeah, you got the guy who kind of looks like Patrick Dempsey. That's Lane's boyfriend. You got the dude who Trevor kind of looks kind of kind of weird. Kind of looks like the guy from Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's uh, Debbie's ex-boyfriend, now mm-hmm. that she's dead. <laughs> I think he's free to see Her other ex. people now. And then uh, there's also uh, Lane's sister, who has grown up to be kind of a wild child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also their friend, whose name I don't remember, who is the one not- Isabel, Isabel the waitress. Isabel. The ethnic waitress. Yeah. Isabella Waitressini. <laughs> like Isabella Rosalini. I got you. Mm-hmm. But she's a waitress. Mm-hmm. It's an idea for a show. <laughs> okay, who's going to be the star? Uh, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, okay. Who does she play? She, Isabella Waitressini. It's loosely okay. based on her story, except instead of being a popular model and actress, what if she's a waitress? Okay. But her mom is still Ingrid Bergman. They won't be any weirder than those bug videos she makes. <laughs> Here's the twist. Instead of her dad being Roberto Rossellini, the director, her dad was... Fernando Rossellini, a diner owner. Weird, weird that his last name's not Waitressini. <laughs> no, no, she uses her mother's maiden name. Ingrid Bergman Waitressini. It's very ironic. So they all get together and they're like, oh, Wait, what's man. the difference between... <laughs> Waitressini and Rossellini? That's not even my question. What's the difference between Ingrid Bergman and Ingmar Bergman? Well, they're two totally different people. They both, they have, they're, one is a man and one is a woman. One was a director and the other was an actress. Wait, is Ingmar Bergman the one who puts the women with huge tits in his movie? No, that's that's Russ Meyer. <laughs> no, no, it was a Seinfeld episode, right? Remember at their... Okay, we are getting really off topic. I'll say. The, but the, the ladies, you me, know what I'm talking about. Let me just about. say this. No, they don't. Stop getting the ladies to help you out from this. <laughs> ladies, ladies, call in. You do not know what she is the, talking about. The phone lines are open. <laughs> call in if you know what she's talking about. Amar Bergman for your call. put many beautiful women in his movies. They were not known for their enormous busts. There was and a she, Seinfeld he, episode about like all the waitresses that were being hired at their diner had huge boobs and they kept being like, it's like we're in an Ingmar Bergman film. I think that was like an Ingrid Bergmar film. Bergman. It was not Russ Ingmar. Russ Meyer. I think they were saying Russ they Meyer. They were not saying Russ Meyer. They were not oh saying God. Ingmar Bergman. Uh, Ingmar Bergman okay. made dour films about man's inability to find the truth in a universe without God. All right. Although Keep often it would be about the importance of religious yeah. faith, just in a bleak world. Just like the where huge boobs in Persona. <laughs> Who can forget the famous scene in the Seventh Seal where uh, where where the where man Jeff, plays chess with boobs? Death has a bikini car wash. Yeah. <laughs> Max von Sydow has to defeat death in a wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> anyway, this is approaching uh, my Baba Yaga Straganana. Straganana. So Straganona. Thank you. Okay. We're well aware. She likes noodles. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... Uh, She's and a noodle aficionado. I will point out, Ingmar Bergman did make one movie with Ingrid Bergman, Autumn Sonata, which is a very good movie. 
Okay. Do you think they talked? Figure that out uh, using your Ouija board. They had to have. It had to have come up. (laughs) The fact that people get them mixed up somehow, even though they're different genders and they do different things. Mm. But okay, so everyone's sad at the funeral for her friend. Funeral for a friend. The post death of Superman storyline. They, uh, the Debbie's mom gives Lane this kind of box of junk and is like, "Hey, Debbie would have wanted you to have this random shit." Uh, but in it is your this penguin keychain. Debbie loved this penguin keychain. <laughs> that's one of the, that's. I mean, the yeah. only items we know Dang of in it are the penguin keychain and the Ouija board. Right? It's the kind of stuff we the leave Ouija behind when we die. Guys. Oh, that the Ouija board just shows up wow. in her house, right, or something? Or they go to get no, it? No, she finds she it in her friend's house. In, in her friend's house. Okay, yeah. I thought it was in the box for some reason. Anyway, the uh, she decides she wants to get in touch with her friend. Mm-hmm. She's going to use the Ouija board with her friends. In her, Debbie's parents' house, because Debbie's parents have left to get over their grief. And they uh, asked her to watch the house. Asked her to house, <laughs> they the went house to that her best friend did. They were, just, this they were is, really uh, just looking for an excuse. This whole, this whole movie takes place in the town that dreaded parents. <laughs> <laughs> there are, well, that's the thing. Lane's dad leaves on a business trip at the beginning of the movie. <clears throat> Debbie's parents leave and go somewhere else. The other parents are never seen. There's almost no adults in the movie. Yeah, exactly. The only adults it's like really the see. children of the corn town. <laughs> Children of the Corn Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of, yeah. It's a place where where the, everyone, oh, maybe they're living in Logan's Run, mm-hmm. and the parents were all going to get killed because they were over thirty. Mm-hmm. So they left the town because if you stick around, you'll get killed after when you hit thirty. Yeah, yeah. In Logan's Run Town. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That seems like a mistake. <laughs> uh, it's in the town charter. There's nothing you can uh, do. Okay. About it. So they play. They use the Ouija board and they contact someone, a ghost who says their first initial is D, and they say their goodbyes, and it's actually kind of a heartfelt scene. Yeah, yeah, And as I said while we were watching it, that would be a very powerful experience to have, mm-hmm. to finally say goodbye to your friends that who died before their time. Yeah, to say, like, see you at the crossroads. Yeah, yeah I thought to that sing was a little weird bone when thugs you said that. <laughs> what? I thought that was weird when you, like, thought that was such a powerful moment. Well, <laughs> it wasn't a powerful moment in the movie, but it was like but I it could, would be if in life. Yeah, I could imagine myself if, if you if you were in that situation. If you actually thought that someone was talking to you from yeah, the if, grave. If a friend of yours, if someone you were close to died before so, they should have, and you contact them from beyond the grave and you say, "I never got a chance to say goodbye and I miss you," and they somehow like, con- and they somehow communicated back. It's to like you, if you met that, that ghost you're always powerful. talking about. But she didn't get to say. It was just like I never got a chance to say bye. So bye. Like, I'm not saying they did it well in the movie. I'm saying in real life that would be very. Powerful. It's not like I'm just in the saying, movie Elliot, ghost. What matters is how you treat people when they are alive, <laughs> not when they're dead. Okay, <laughs> ladies, know what I'm talking. <laughs> Good point. Anyway, from that point on, all sorts of spooky junk starts happening. Uh, which one of them gets killed first? Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. They're Isabel. all interchangeable. Isabel is, is the waitress. Isabel. Yeah, she's about to take a nice bath she's and then starts <laughs> fucking flossing, oh. which teenagers yeah. love to well, do in this movie. That, all of them, in one place or another, the phrase "high friend" appears, and that's what the ghost said to them when they first used the Ouija board. And well, like, maybe it it's written on one's car window. It's carved into a desk. Rhymed. It's written on in chalk in Crime Alley, where Trevor decides to walk his bike through and past a spooky hobo's basket <laughs> shopping cart full of cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what would have been better if when she met, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Sure. But if when she went Please to do. the, when Lane je- went to the insane asylum and she met that woman who used to live in the this house. Will, listeners, this will all make sense when I get to that part of the yep. plot. If she Go had on. said, 
if that woman had said hi, friend, at some point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would have been a nice... That would have been better. Yeah. You should send those punch-up notes to Michael Bay's (laughs) Platinum Dunes company. (laughs) All right. Is Platinum Dunes Michael Bay's company? Uh, I thought his was the one with the tree getting hit by a lightning bolt. No, that's Terry Bruckheimer. Yeah. That's Lightning Tree Productions. (laughs) Lightning Tree Productions. (laughs) Uh... I don't know why I was mad when I said that, Stuart. I apologize. Yeah, you seem really worked up. Are you going through something, Elliot? Jerry Bruckheimer and I broke up. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And uh, I wanted custody of the tree, and he wanted custody of the lightning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we just hate to separate them. (laughs) They strike so well together. Mm -hmm. So So, where were we? So they get the message, hi, friend, appears over. And there's one scary moment here for me where... Where you thought you started contemplating your own mortality. (laughs) Where I thought I was having a heart attack briefly. (laughs) You're like, I spent so much time in my life watching this movie and I I only have a limited amount of time on this this spinning globe. On my deathbed, am I really going to regret not having seen Ouija? Anyway, (laughs) where Isabella is going to her car after work. And there's a flyer on it. Oh, I thought you were going to say that because she's carrying a bag of trash over her shoulder. <laughs> and, and you're, you're like, like who the yes. fuck does this? Ew, it's going to get trash juice <laughs> yeah. all over your clothes. She's wearing her nice clothes at that point. Yeah, she's wearing a tuxedo with tails. <laughs> she's wearing her street clothes. She's not wearing, like, her uniform. No, like that's true. And she's holding a garbage bag over her shoulder in a way that she's guaranteed to get crap on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. garbage juice. And, Stuart, you made a very good point that it's restaurant garbage. It probably has some broken glass in broken there. Broken glass, maybe a French fry <laughs> or some kind of grease. <laughs> I totally Probably a bunch of AIDS needles in there. Yeah, it's lousy with them. Yeah, yeah, because it's that's that kind of diner. And lousy's yeah. appropriate because there's probably Use. louses. <laughs> that's the plural of that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Used she, up carbon rods from a nuclear plant. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> just throw it in. That's there. how you get pancakes with the works. And probably just like a gremlin, <laughs> still alive, <laughs> just kind of trying to get out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's there's a flyer and she removes it and says hi friends on the window and then hi friend a, hi friend sorry a hi friend on the window and a hand suddenly from in, inside the car slaps the window and she opens the door and there's nobody there and which I, is I, crazy why would you open the door trying to give her a if hi I friend. saw that I would be like fuck this I'm going back inside yeah I'm gonna leave I'm gonna blow up this car and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna left eye Lopez this car <laughs> so yeah. uh-huh. wait a minute that's what left happened eye Lopez died in a plane crash no no she didn't she burned that her, was a leader didn't she didn't she oh no i think left i love us did too didn't I she light her boyfriend's it. car on fire oh i don't know i thought it was her listeners write in if you know the backstory which, which of tlc, of TLC? Phone, lines, phone lines are open <laughs> call in right now yeah i'll check i'll yeah just call my number <laughs> it's a 112 Stuart fake street anytime you say the phone right mm-hmm. <laughs> his number is 1-800 you can shoot me a text 1-800 new york new york.com <laughs> Uh, I thought she was the one who, uh, who lit her boyfriend, her NFL boyfriend's car on fire. That's possible. Anyway, Maybe. but that was that she was she did a cr- die in a plane crash, also, uh, not just Aaliyah. Okay, stop looking at yeah, me. Yeah, like right. That. Like two people died in plane crashes. <laughs> Next, you're gonna tell me that Leonard Skinner died in a plane crash. He did. <laughs> yep, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> uh, but that was a creepy moment. Just like a like a hand, and you don't know who the owner of this hand is, and it just slaps the window. And but she opens the door. There's nobody. Yeah, it's there. one of like many decent jump scares this movie uses. Yeah, they're the not- other one where they had the the boyfriend investigate the mystery of the pool tarp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what that she's is strangely not attached properly. So we're watching this. And we're like that. That dude's gonna fucking drown in there, right? And mm-hmm. so while he's fiddling with the pool tarp, 
It cuts to Lane. Let's just make it clear. Unlike other tarps we've talked about on this show, there is not any sort of low-budget lesbian orgy taking place no, on it. This none is a regular at all. pool tarp. And so Lane She is, didn't die in a plane crash. She died in a car crash. Oh, oh then I feel no. bad. I'm sorry. Did yeah. she light her boyfriend's car on fire? We'll look find it, out in a second. We'll get back to that in a look second. It up. And if anyone was offended by that, I was not referring to her death in a car crash. Tennis shoes. When she set fire to Andre Rison's tennis shoes in a bathtub. Huh. No, it set the, the house on fire, right? Um, which ultimately <laughs> spread to the mansion they shared. Okay, I got her. Oh, yeah. I got her house. So, yeah, she, she, she went to the house. <laughs> really buried the lead, so focused on the tennis shoes. So it was a house I was thinking of, not a car. Yeah. I apologize. I think I was thinking of, what's the movie where the woman lights her boyfriend's car on fire because he's cheated on her or something? Um, there's uh, Mr. the big Lebowski where he dumps all those fish in his car. That's not the same <laughs> thing at all. Fish represent water, which is the opposite of fire. There was uh, Tiger Woods' wife where she That's broke. That's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was that time that, that that astronaut lady drove across the country <laughs> in, a diaper. in a diaper. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. No, those are all mostly things involving cars. There was that movie Cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> that was where one of the poor cars was set on fire. With the horrifying sentient cars. Uh, a dystopian nightmare future world where cars have taken over. So Isabella goes home. She runs a bath. She starts flossing as anyone would right before they take a bath, especially when you're a teenager. And suddenly her mouth gets sewn up. Ah, and her eyes cloud over and you think she's going to drown in the bathtub but instead she's levitating and then she falls and hits her head on the sink and that's mm-hmm. how it kills her so the ghost yeah covers its tracks now I can't remember the order of the movie have we already seen the ghost by this point or no no okay so that's when they contact the ghost they find out the ghost is there's two ghosts there's a girl who's had her mouth sewn shut and there's an older woman who is presumably the ghost's ghostly mother. No, it's it's not presumably. They tell it's told through the Ouija board. That this mother is, is oh, spelled that's right. out. Mother. Yeah, is, they is spelled it. out, and then everyone's like, M O T H E R, mother. Yeah, it's like get out of here, and they're like, why? Is there and a gas like, leak? Ghost? She's coming, and then they're like. Who? And it's like mother. It's like you should have just left when they said get out. I of here. wish that instead that they were like. Let's name women until the Ouija board tells us we've got the right one. Who's coming? Is it Nia Peoples? No. Is it Jada Pinkett Smith? No, no, it's not. Mariska Hargitay. Is it the late Georgia O'Keeffe? No, it is not. All right. Uh, Oh, come on. Chelsea? Gabourey? No. Hillary Clinton? No. Dina Menzel. Is it the kid from Beasts of the Southern Wild? I don't remember her full name. Carlo. Rita Carlo? <laughs> I sort of alighted the uh, the word a little bit. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so anyway, they, so yeah, they know that there's a ghost with an evil mother, yep. and the teens get, start getting picked off one by one, uh, just in dumb ways. And they've, each time, they've clearly opened a door to something they can't control. Yeah, exactly. It's a regular Hellraiser, yeah. Wishmaster type situation. <laughs> regular <laughs> if gate. only, if only it was any of those three things he said. <laughs> Even the gate? Yeah. Okay. The gate and gate two, sure. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. What about House? Speaking or of house Canadian I totally watch House over this movie. <laughs> yeah. And House 2, the second story. <laughs> John Ratzenberger? <laughs> but that's it I mean that I mean House Two, the second story, that is one of the best subtitles for the for <laughs> sequel. Or nothing nothing scarier. <laughs> it's not a bungalow. Ah, it's not a ranch house. Oh, that's God. what it means. I thought it was just saying it's the second story in the series. There's so many 
yeah. meanings to this. Well, so many too. levels you were going to say, right? <laughs> like levels in a house. I wish, I wish I had. That would have been so good. Uh, and I'll <laughs> cue beer opening. So the kids are getting killed one after another. They decide they're going to investigate. Uh, they do some very not throw archive skimming, and they find that in the house they find a bunch of super fake looking uh, old newspapers. They, they find a bunch of photoshopped newspapers, like you would get at a carnival, that would say like "World's Greatest Lover," named. "Most Terrifying Bandits Captured." With <laughs> you know, a picture of you with a bandana in front of your face, and uh, holding up for some reason a penny from that year to prove you're a time traveler or something. <laughs> so much backstory for your carnival photo. <laughs> now, uh, they and they find out that the house had, there was a mother and two daughters there. One of the daughter, daughters went missing. <clears throat> the mother was suspected in the disappearance, but no charges were pressed. And the other daughter killed the mother and was thrown in an insane asylum. And that was 40 years, 50 years earlier, 60 years yeah, earlier. question mark. I wasn't quite sure what time period it was supposed to be happening in. No. Uh, that I know from one of the uh, that from one of the other articles on the fake newspaper that candidates were picked earlier than usual. <laughs> it didn't the the, uh, the headline was not much clearer than that. Anyway, Lane decides it's time to do a little detective work. Mm-hmm. She goes to the crazy people home for the criminally crazy bones, and mm-hmm. she finds the sister bump 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 who functions as an exposition dump. Yep. And she says, and oh. doesn't seem crazy at all. By the way, she's it's well, like totally normal, or so we think. Super cogent, at least. Like she's like, oh hey, you're coming to visit. Oh, like, oh do it's you want a bunch of information on how yeah. to deal with this fucking ghost? Let me tell you about like how I grew up. It was, you know, it wasn't easy. <laughs> 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 Looking back now, I understand how hard it was for a single mom taking care of two rowdy kids. But you know, at the time, how can you know? You just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I better call my mom. Do you have a Ouija board on, James? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, yes, ghosts. I, I know about ghosts. What are you? <laughs> and uh, the, and she says that. Oh well, my sister became my sister. And my mother got into seances. My sister became a medium, and the demons started talking through her all the time, and she couldn't stop talking and babbling their evil spirit stuff. So our mother sewed her lips shut and then killed her. I guess. Yeah, something like that. And uh, and so I killed my mother in revenge, and now I'm here eating Jello every day, and I get to sit around in my pajamas in a wheelchair. <laughs> but it's crazy. <laughs> this is the life. And she just starts singing Woody, weird, singing weird Al Yankovic songs. Yeah. But anyway. And then she's like, bring me another Jello," And the nurse is like, you're cut off. <laughs> I was about to say, Woody. Leave the bottle. <laughs> yeah, Jell-O. Leave so the slowly. entire bottle. Leave the box. <laughs> I'm gonna, she just like has like sleeves of Jell-O. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm glad you guys overlooked that I was about to say Woody dust. Al Yankovic before. <laughs> but I do want the listeners to write in what they think a Woody Allen Woody Al Yankovic mashup song I mean, it like. would basically be Johnny Dangerously, right? <laughs> uh, I, I guess the song, you mean. Yeah, well, that, this is the life is from Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's not like Woody Allen has a real connection to He's Johnny. not in Johnny Dangerously? <laughs> he, no, he, he doesn't play Johnny or Dangerously. So, wait. Oh, I guess that, no, that was Joe Piscopo that I was thinking of. <laughs> Easy. It's a common mistake. A lot of people make it. Very similar. Okay, so basically, so but like, through this. So the, the, so the lady is like, you got open, you've got to release She's like, her. my mom's the evil one, but my sister is not. And so you've got to free my sister by cutting the strings on her lips, and she can stop my mom, because the mom left the body in the house. It turns out the number two rule of using a Ouija board, never do it in a graveyard, 
uh-oh, because there was a corpse in the house that counts as a graveyard. Yep, the referee yeah, like, allows it. <laughs> People died all over the damn place. I mean, if we're going to do it that way, like... Well, no, I there's probably, like, caveman bones under us yeah. right now. Every place is a graveyard. I think it's the presence of, a, of, a, of the body, not the fact that someone died there. All right. I know we live in a, in a nonstop abattoir <laughs> that is this planet Earth. Yeah, oh, but, that's true. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's just because the body was there. At most, at, you don't know this, but whenever a new building is built, but also a nonstop arboretum. <laughs> yep. You know, you put I mean, a positive is, spin on comes, that. One comes out of the other, you know. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. <laughs> one person decays, and then a tree springs up. Grows That's how in we Brooklyn. get giving trees, especially here. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, where that where that tree grew. It's named that one Tree More. <laughs> The tree king Suddenly of Brooklyn. Suddenly, tree more. <laughs> I wish that now that HBO, when they were selling Treme, had that slogan. It was suddenly Treme. <laughs> anyway, uh, she goes, "Okay, we got to go cut the threads on this ghost on this corpse's mouth. Let's do this thing." And her friends are like, "Shit, let's do it." And they're like, mm-hmm. "We got no other choice. This ghost is stalking the crap out of us." They go and they go. <laughs> they're to like, the- "No, but it's." TGIF. <laughs> yep. I want to watch Step by Step. Must see TV and over here. And Strangers the later seasons. <laughs> you know when they were living with their wives in that house? Uh, but she was like, no, sorry. You're going to have to TiVo it. <laughs> They're saying. Because <laughs> there's no time. No, sorry. It's not the 90s. <laughs> can't do that anymore. <laughs> you can't do that on television. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. We wanted to go down to the Museum of Television and Radio and recreate a TGIF lineup of one Friday night. Have you ever done that? We were going to go to the Pink Lady Center where they had we they were going to reunite the cast of everything. We were going to everything. The, <laughs> they were going to reunite the cast of every show, all the way back to Captain Video and Playhouse 90, through to the hits of today. Has Ugly Betty ever met, uh, ever met Make Room for Daddy? Now they will. It's the biggest television panel in what? history. <laughs> what about my two dads and my three sons? <laughs> There's five of them right there on stage. All of them. <laughs> Gilligan's Island and Fantasy Island? Yep. I love Lucy and I love the 80s. <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> what about the Twilight ca- Zone and the new Twilight Zone? <laughs> on one stage? <laughs> and the cast of Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guess okay? <laughs> Dan, I, I like watching Dan laugh at this one. <laughs> is it starting up again for real? <laughs> Part of it is that it's genuinely funny. And part of it is that it's like the perfect Hallie Jones. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I just imagine Hallie, you uh, writing Daily Show scripts every day, and you're like, "Why aren't my jokes about the show Sisters getting on the air?" Uh, Maybe you I'm- don't have to imagine that because that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my empty nest material will make it on. <laughs> I've definitely written jokes about both of those shows. <laughs> Even less hope now with Trevor. <laughs> Recently, Hallie and I were both talking. We're talking about how we both watched uh, the show Dear John. Okay. And like about how like we were like as a child, what did we see in this 
show where it's about Judd Hirsch dealing with his divorce in a support group. <laughs> I don't know. You can saw a chilling vision of your future, I guess. I don't know. All right. Thank you. Oh, right. Because of that thing. Sorry. Anyway, so uh, I just meant that in a general sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That you look like Judd Hirsch. <laughs> You should be flattered. Mm-hmm. And you've got he tons in, of letters. He was in Independence Day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now, I'll take Big um, Judd Hirsch. For 100, Alex. <laughs> He's got a, had a great career. This, uh, the star who appeared in Taxi, <laughs> who is Judd Hirsch. <laughs> we really should have made this category harder. Being, Wait, you guys. Big Judd Hirsch is a Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> We have to, we should, like, they're dying to know what happened next. Okay, so they find... <laughs> Not nice segue. They find the secret compartment room in the basement. Inside is the daughter's corpse. The daughter's ghost appears. With a couple of blue gems on her eyes. Yeah, and all sorts of spooky <laughs> stuff. It's set up like a seance, or as, with a chalkboard with writing on it, or as Stuart said, it was, it was, what was it, the menu like at a hipster? Like a menu at a hipster restaurant. <laughs> The friends are getting knocked about the place by, I assume, the mom's ghost. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Lane is taking ghost her, mom. Yeah, the sequel to Ghost Dad. <laughs> Surprised that movie uh, generated a sequel at this point. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's in production now. Somebody in Hollywood just heard that Bill Cosby was in the news. They didn't read the story. They're like, "Get me Leonard Part Seven. Get me Ghost Mom." Get mm-hmm. me. Did he make mm-hmm. any other movies? He well, was he in made Meteor Uptown Man. Saturday Night. Oh, that's true. He made all those movies in the seventies. Yeah, let's Mother Jugs and Speed. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it again. Who was, uh, was about him, Speed? Uh, assaulting women. Yeah. yeah Speed? I mean, a yeah. Keanu Reeves. And again. Okay. And again. But he was really young when Mother Jugs and Speed was made. So yeah. it, was, it was Raquel Welch, Bill Cosby, and baby Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Part of Jim Henson's Keanu Reeves babies. Little Keanu. Little, uh, little Key. So they, they managed to stop the... They managed to do it. She, uh, she cuts the threads on the corpse. The, girls, the girl ghosts is allowed to scream, and she screams the mom ghost into dust. Case closed, but there's still like 20 minutes left in this movie. Is this going like, to pull what? a ring? Yeah, everyone guessed. Everyone made the same guess of like, oh, they're going to pull a ring on us. Yeah. Pulling a ring on somebody means that you think you helped the right ghost, but it turns out you helped the wrong ghost. I thought it meant someone was going to propose to me. Mm-hmm. So the 20 minutes, so the last re- 20 minutes of the movie were very different for me. Allie was just darting her eyes around the room wondering which of us was going to pop the question. Like nervously being like, which one of these people do I have to turn down? Oh, I thought, which, so who will I spend the rest of my life with? It was one of those things where you like threw a bunch of letters up in the air to see what the initials of your, of your future husband would be. Sure. She was I looking at herself in a compact. Oh, you used a Ouija board yeah. to figure out the secret. Okay. Exactly. It's probably it, a mistake. What did it tell you? I <laughs> My husband's name will be Yes. <laughs> no, so. My husband's name will be Parker Brother. <laughs> I'm going to marry one of the Parker Brothers or both of them. <laughs> the future is very liberal. So they. It turns out she goes back. So they're they're one of their uh, Debbie's ex boyfriend. He gets killed same way. Eyes cloud over and uh, how? What was his death all about? He uh, got. He goes into his room and she's like chilling oh, next Debbie to his computer and he's like. Debbie, but you're Daddy, and <laughs> and then Debbie, great. Debbie turns into evil girl ghost, and she screams him into dust, and his lips get all sewn up. Oh yeah, yeah. She doesn't scream him into dust. That comes later. Oh, I mean, his eyes cloud over, and he gets his lips all sewn up, and he gets zombified. We're taking four fucking ever. So is there a way to just skip to the very end of this? So Lane goes to the crazy house. The she says, "You set me up." 
you, we helped her and we, we helped the wrong ghost. And she was like, she'll now she'll do things for me. <laughs> and uh, so they have to go. She finds out from her abuela that you have to destroy oh, yeah. the Ouija board and the and the corpse. We, this is a we did we did forget that yeah We're... that she has a Ouija board in her room and her her vaguely ethnic grandmother finds is it. Is that her grandmother? I thought it was her cleaning. Lady. <laughs> she has, the only time wow. we see her, she's picking up laundry on a staircase. Yeah. That's the reason why. Well, I but also that. like I, I assume Elliot that, was like, is there gonna be like a vaguely ethnic? Like uh, housekeeper that uh, that like tells her like you should not be dealing with these things and then immediately <laughs> that's what she said yeah <laughs> so she we this is she only appears twice in the movie once to say don't play with Ouija boards because mm-hmm. I being an immigrant I have a connection to <laughs> mystical things yep and the second time to say oh well you need to destroy the Ouija board and the corpse and it's like well, why didn't you talk to her earlier about this and then the third time to say housekeeping just <laughs> <laughs> kidding sure. <laughs> No, I was saying because Joke. they they marginalized her, and it was sick in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I just wanted to heighten that to shame them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think the ladies know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think las niñas. No, I guess that's girls, not ladies. I just think las, las chicas saben <laughs> de qué yo hablo. No. Bueno. Now, uh, so they go back to the séance dungeon. They're all the ghost is tossing everybody around, throwing them up and down. Uh, you know, and uh, they man she and so the and the ghost is attacking Lane's sister, so who we haven't even touched on, but she's like the weakest badass punk kid that there ever was. Lane starts using a Ouija board to draw the ghost over. She's like, DZ, which is the name of the ghost. I'm playing by myself. You have to join me, which was not a rule that was ever mentioned. But the ghost comes over yeah, and joins I think her it makes sense. and starts twisting her arm around until it's almost backwards. It looks mm-hmm. like things are bad for the teens until her eyes cloud over. Her eyes start mm-hmm. to cloud over until dun dun, a third hand touches the planchette. It's Debbie's ghost. She's come back to help them. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, it's something that could have happened at any time. Yeah, so. Debbie was really waiting for the right moment to yeah. come in. Yeah, after all of her friends got killed, and while Debbie's ghost, she is- likes the drama. No. Well, she was in the That's Debbie theater. all over. <laughs> yeah. Classic Debbie. Save the drama for your mama, who you screamed into dust. <laughs> anyway, so while she's while she's struggling with the ghost, her sister just kind of casually walks in with a corpse in her arms and tosses it into a furnace. <laughs> <laughs> like, Getting rid of this. <laughs> a lot of junk. <laughs> Spring cleaning. What was I kidding? I'm never going to look at this corpse again. <laughs> Toss it away. Why did I hold you on to this? You know what they say. You, t- you put everything in front of you, you touch it, and if it doesn't bring you joy, you get rid of it. <laughs> say, my dad and I... This corpse is not bringing me any joy. <laughs> no. My dad and I this weekend were going through some of his father's old papers that he had been keeping and we went through and it was like receipts for shirts and things like that. It was the dumbest stuff and my dad was like I can't believe I've been carrying this around for 40 years. <laughs> These old checks that he wrote to the power company in 1972. But uh, we went through those with more excitement than this woman went this than this girl had with more throwing, a, throwing yeah. a corpse into a furnace <laughs> to stop a ghost attack. <laughs> they throw the Ouija board in and the girl ghost is like ah! I do not care for this, yeah. And disappears. Uh once again dissolves into dust, leaves nothing but a shadow on the wall and Everything is okay. Or is it? Or is it? What? Because she gets home. Lane does, right? Yes. And there's like a Ouija board there. No, just the planchette. Oh, just the planchette. Hanging out. And she holds it up to her eye. And before we can see if her eye clouds over and she sees any ghosts, cut to the credits. Smash cut. (laughs) Ghost (laughs) down. 
When you're weeging up, weeging down. <laughs> Don't touch that board. You might as well Ouija. Ouija! Yeah. Go ahead and Ouija. Welcome to the Ouija. We got fun and games. Life in the fast Ouija. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Running on That's Ouija. That's funny because there's Running a character on. named Lane in the movie and you swapped out Lane for Ouija. Appropriate. Uh, mm-hmm. Good point. Anyway, so the Everybody movie reflect leaves, on that for a minute. The movie leaves us on a very weak cliffhanger as we go in, we wait for <laughs> Ouija 2 because this movie was a huge hit. It yeah. also went through substantial rewrites, right? Re- reshoots. Reshoots, wow. According to Wikipedia, they reshot like half the movie. Oh, hmm. man. But they, Must have like... left all that gold on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yep. I'm dying for the unedited version released. Apparently none of the were DVD they more, releases have, have it. Where they morph the two versions of the movie together. They should have a second version. They should have it like... Uh, like that, Anchorman? Yeah, I was going to say the Anchorman, the shitty Anchorman movie they put out with all the extra footage. Wow. I mean, oh, was, meow, the title, was the title sorry. the shitty Anchorman movie? It was not meant to be seen by anyone. That's why they cut all that stuff. I hope oh. none of the Anchorman are listening. <laughs> <laughs> More like no, I actually, I'm, I mean, I hope they are, so I'm, they can recommend this great podcast to their friends. I'm sorry, Paul Rudd. So you're d- a national treasure. The other members of Anchorman's cast, not sorry. <laughs> you hear that, Christina Applegate, <laughs> David Keckner, David Keckner, and that animated. What bear or whatever that they ride at that one point? What what is it? When he's playing flute. Yep, Ted, the animated bear from a different movie. (laughs) (laughs) He had to start somewhere, okay? Yeah, he was an extra in Anchorman. That wasn't his first movie. There are all these movies where there's just like a CGI starring role. There's a a CGI teddy bear in the background because Ted had to work his way up through the ranks. Oh, seems, oh, I forgot that's that the Ted, most like Seth MacFarlane gag. I forgot that Ted out. had a recurring part on on Step by Step. Listen, <laughs> it, does nobody make the connection? I think that quite possibly Ted could be Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin uh, was the child star, and he turned into Ted. Okay, wait. Have you seen the movie Ted? Or no. you just, <laughs> you're just making up what could have happened in that movie. Yeah. So Dan, how, what's our final judgments on this uh, thing? Was this movie uh, totally scarifying? Totally snorifying? Or frighteningly funny. Stuart, let's make all these quick. Man, this shit was super scarifying. So many jump scares. And there was a ring twist Thumbs up. Or down. I don't know what scarifying means. <laughs> Allie? Oh, sorry. I thought this movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> I have appreciated other movies. I definitely take that awkward just, moment Just over in case this. you think I hate all movies. I've appreciated other movies. No, but it was like nobody had any, like, you know, like at least develop the characters. I mean... What makes Lane tick? I don't know, besides ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't uh, even mention the fact that she finds a flash drive uh, inside that penguin keychain, and there's just video of it in, on it of her friend finding the Ouija board <laughs> and then using it for the first time. Like, this is a lazy movie. Yeah, it's snorifying. That's all I have to say. I'd say yeah. it's snorifying. It's a very, it's like a lazy, bland, generic movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dave and Graham, and we host Stop Podcasting Yourself. We started this podcast back in 2008. 
before podcasts had to have any kind of concept, so we don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like going to the barber shop if your barber knew all about the first season of the show Elf. It's like a 90-minute massage where the masseuse is two people talking to each other with a third person. It's like the Monsters of Metal tour, only quieter, no music, and just talking. It's like a makeout session, but without the lips touching, they just talk a lot. Download Stop Podcasting Yourself from iTunes or MaximumFun.org. What's the next thing we do? It's letters from listeners. From listeners. And you. And you. And you and you. Is that supposed to be one of my songs? We got those letters, letter night. We'll read a bunch of letters for Shocktober and it's scary times. Letters, letters stuff. You wrote them and we read them and then you listen to it. Letters from out of the mailbox come the words. Letters that you've never heard. It's not a great Vince Price. From out of the mailbox, the letters come. No, not at all. No. I see where you're trying to go with it. Vincent Price. It's me, Vincent Price. Better, but still not great. I'm not Dan McCoy anymore. I'm Vincent Price. No, no, it's too. Sort I'm sort of Vincent Price mixed with Orson Welles. But bad. Orson Welles. There's a there's a there's a there's a farm I know of where the peas grow. <laughs> it's it's like it's like helium Orson Wells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Orson Wells. <laughs> so Orson Wells enough. <laughs> ah, the French champagne has always been known for its excellence. So well, thanks to that, no one's going to get to hear the rest of my letters spoken word section. But rest assured, it ended it, with this it, it, with the power of the letter. <laughs> <laughs> cat's eyes. And cat's <laughs> eyes. Stuart and cat's eyes. The scariest thing when I was a kid I had ever seen was Michael, not the zombies, was Michael Jackson turning around with those cat's eyes in his eyes. <laughs> so frightening. You're like, I'm allergic to him. <laughs> oh my God. I'm having trouble breathing right now. Uh, and he's a pedophile. <laughs> I don't know how I know that already. So there are some... Uh, there's some gifts from listeners that I first want to. Uh, it's pronounced gifs. <laughs> first want to hand out. There's some uh, Ouija gifs. Dan, I don't want a gift handout. I want a gift hand up. I want to. <laughs> so I want to thank the people for these gifts. Unfortunately, uh, I lost the letter that went along with this first thing. Wow. Because um, you jerked off on it so much. <laughs> Whoa, Hallie. I lost it because I jerked off on it. He lost, he like, lost yeah, the words. Like how you lost they all just got all the words. He, he, he lost it. He like, I lost respect longer. for that letter after I jerked off on <laughs> you it. Did, and then you were like, get out of here. The money's on the table, letter. <laughs> so this is a PS. You have to slam the door too hard on your way out. So it's- this, this is the PS4 game Evolve. And okay. it was a gift from one of the people who worked on it. I'm really sorry that I lost. <laughs> That's really cool, though. But they all the team who worked on it signed it. Why don't you oh, just awesome. read the signatures? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, one of them says, Squiggly. <laughs> Joe Fowler. One says, Matt A. One looks like a maybe a B. There's a B in there. Uh, one, one of the things says, Cars. So... One says Mrs. Not Dad. I think that says Lars. (laughs) Mrs. Not Dad. Well, Ms. Probably Ms. Not Dad. Ms. And that looks kind of like not. That definitely looks like Dad. Dan. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so thank you. Ooh, this has been the Teaching Dan How to Read segment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hand this over to Stuart because he has a PS4. Okay, I'm going to play this game. Thank you. The first video game based on the movie oh, Volver, wow. which involves a ghost. Uh, so thank you for that. Oh, Volver. I want to thank... Um, I got a gift for my... So I didn't get it for myself. It was given to me. <laughs> Dear Dan, you're my favorite. Love Dan. I bought this off your wish list. I just like to <laughs> it's thank, also mine. I'd like to thank you personally in the podcast, Dan. Dan, I had a hunch you wanted this because I'm you. It's it's from. You should give that to someone. It's from Amy Pascal, who wrote it. Uh, oh, cool. It's a uh, it's a biography of Joss Whedon. Um, so, Joe Sweden. No, yeah, it's, it's what I say after I, I tell a joke. I'm like, just Whedon. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey guys, I'm just Whedon. Just Whedon with you. Thank you so much to Amy for uh, the gift. Uh, I will read it in uh, good health and excitement. That means the bathroom. And it's um, uh, a cool gift. This Hopefully, is, it's good health. This is not good, in cool the bathroom. This is not specifically for anyone, but I think it's going to go to Elliot because because I am currently giftless he's right now. Currently giftless. Um, <clears throat> this is from. <laughs> This is from Andy. <laughs> Give Hallie. This is from Andy Tui. It's called Great Film Directors A to Z, and it has illustrations of film directors along with brief biographies of them. But the 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 meat of it is these lovely illustrations of all these. Uh, That's very nice. Film directors. Awesome. So, you should look up Ingmar Bergman. I bet it's just a huge pair of tits. <laughs> I, I guarantee you it is not. I think I think you're thinking of something like a Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton situation. <laughs> no. Where Bill Paxton is really into chicks with big knockers. You guys are going to be so shamed. It is true we, that... We will not be. Okay. Yeah, even if we're wrong, we won't be shamed. <laughs> I mean, you should be, because, like... You are embarrassing yourself. I mean, Dan's been working out. He looks pretty great. Thanks. <laughs> ha- I it. saw Dan actually do a pull-up today, and I was impressed. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it often gets forgotten by many people. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, you're a man? Uh-huh. Mm. Um, yeah. Thanks, so, Andy. That, that's great. We, we love... <laughs> yep. Uh, a shambling mound. Uh, yeah, we love getting gifts. Thank you so much for these. Yeah, yeah and, thanks everybody. Uh, Send us more gifts, or don't. Just listen. Thank I don't you know. for giving thanks. every single one of us a gift. Everybody in this room. <coughs> I've actually received a couple it. movies. It's too bad that Hallie died, or else we'd give her a gift. I received a couple movies as I'm, gifts that I haven't had a chance to watch yet, so Hallie I feel bad. Anyway. I'm still alive. She I'm somehow here. her her mouth got sewn up, or no, no that's what I wished happened. I'm here. So she'd be quiet. Oh. <laughs> You said that like you were upset and also a little intrigued. <laughs> I never. <laughs> so uh, this uh, this first letter is from Jeff, last name withheld, who writes, while eating breakfast alone this morning, but not for any sad reasons, I happened to overhear some people at the table, table next to mine talking about movies. Talking about ordering the pancake with the works. After a lady recommended that her companion see the excellent new Pixar film Inside Out, a gentleman at the table Semi dismissed it as a kids' movie and instead recommended that his friends check out the hilarious movie for adults he'd just seen, Last Vegas. He loved all the zany antics that, quote, Mike Douglas and company got up to. <laughs> Mike Douglas. But he especially liked the part where the main characters deny 50 cent entry into their party, 
which seemed to have filled him with a level of joy that only makes sense if he had a personal grudge against 50 Cent. <laughs> he might be the guy who shot 50 Cent. Racist. Anyway, it got me thinking. Have he you then any- completed his breakfast of, I'm guessing, diarrhea and other stupid shit. <laughs> have, you, don't, you don't want to eat that food. Have some poop. Have any of you ever encountered someone who really loves a really terrible movie? I don't mean the thing where a certain flopper asterisk keeps recommending a movie that isn't very good over and over again. Double asterisk. But more a 10,000 BC or Oogie Loves level well, that badness. Talking Heads movie that Dan's always talking about. <laughs> a movie so bad you can't fathom someone actually enjoying it. What do you do in that situation? R-U-C-K in the USA. Jeff, last name withheld. Oh, twist ending. Asterisk. Elliot, the devil, and Daniel Webster. Whoa, whoa, that's a great movie. I only recommended it like twice, I think. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by... The adorableness that is Hallie trying to open a beer. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a mouse in a Disney cartoon trying to open a, a human-sized bottle. It's like it's like you need, it's like a squirrel trying to break an acorn open. It's like one of those those. Oh, God, it. It's like one of Mary Melody's cartoons that just take place in a world where like objects come to life at night. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I've encountered this situation. Uh, I'm an object. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this happened Ladies. to me kind of recently. I had a, I had a barback who worked for me who barback mountain could not stop talking about his favorite movie, a movie called Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> and every time he started talking about Boondock Saints, I'm like, "This is gonna affect your tip out, buddy." <laughs> And then he would try and find internet proof that Boondock Saints rules. He was never able to. movies drool. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the way I dealt with it is he by making fun of him. Talking, I mean, like, Beethoven talking. does drool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> There's a lot of drool in that. Mm-hmm. Very drooly, yeah. Is this what you were saying the story? I don't know. I just fucked with this guy a bunch. I sent him text messages of movie reviews. Rotten Tomato scores, etc. I think if you're having fun with it, that's one thing. But on a serious level, all you can do is say, "Hey, buddy, I didn't like that movie, but you like it. That's okay. We don't all have to." Wow, make the same live things. and let live from Killer Kalen. What I've <laughs> realized is that I am a strange man with a lot of strange opinions about things, and if I'm going to ask people not to judge me by them. I can't judge other people by them. Or I can judge them silently. In my head, I can be like, if this person ever recommends a movie to me, I'm not going to watch it. The way that, like, my mom will be like, here's a movie you'll like, and she'll recommend a movie I won't like. It's a movie that she likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's, you know what? I just say, oh, I'll see that sometime, and then I don't. I want to introduce you to a little a little maneuver called the smile and nod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old S-A-N. <laughs> I can't believe you've been doing that to me the whole time, Dan. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's out of the bag. Turns out Dan doesn't even like porn. He was just smiling and nodding whenever Stuart mentioned it. You got to see this thing. It's amazing. There's yeah. a naked lady in it, and yeah. she totally does it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Makes your penis All of real it. big. Whatever. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like you're delivering the moral to a bully in a sitcom. Yeah. Bet it made your penis real big. Now you don't have any friends. Was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? Having a temporarily bigger penis. Maybe what you maybe, maybe you should learn for your heart to ejaculate. <laughs> you forgot it's more important to have a boner in your courage. <laughs> um, uh, so. so, Hallie, how do you deal with people when they don't like movies that are good, or when they like movies that are bad? I usually That's think that I'm wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's another valid way of going about it. Um, lean in, Allie. Sadly, the ladies know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so this next letter goes like this. Dear Radio Zork, I vote to stare at the door intently while studying its material composition and assessing the quality of its craftsmanship. Greg, last name withheld. That's so. pretty good uh, Why response. Why do they all with yeah. hold their last names? What are they afraid of? Mm. That Criminal prosecution. <laughs> it's against the law to write letters to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Elliot, what happens with that response? So he looked at the door. Mm-hmm. You see that the door is made of wood or possibly metal. Do you, A, continue to look at the door? B, look harder at the door? C, reach out and touch the door? Mm-hmm. Or E, I skipped D. Oh, wow. E, look for D. <laughs> Send in your choice to Radio Zork, care of Murphy Brown, <laughs> FYI Productions, New York, New York, 100-449-678-235, Jenny. Sponsored by Sweet Delicious Penises, if I recall. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot Radio Zork was sponsored by Sweet Delicious Penises. <laughs> <laughs> Hallie just gave a... Uh, uh, confused, but not uh, not angry, but confused. Look, I was trying to imagine a sweet, delicious penis. <laughs> like such a thing does not exist. Well, they're available as long as uh, wait. If I mean, you, if you wait. cover one with caramel, but it's going to be hell to clean off. Oh boy, <laughs> it's going to be sticking to the drawers. <laughs> wait, what, the bottom gonna... drawer, the top drawer, sock drawer, all of those drawers. All the drawers, all the drawers your that dresser? you keep your penis in. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta change it up every night, or else the fucking munchkins are gonna grab it. Take it off to their fucking little the cobblers are gonna come and cobble their penis sheath for you. Well, that's not a bad thing. You want a penis sheath? I feel like that's that's a comedy essay that for some reason was never written about an old cobbler who couldn't. His store was about to go out of business, and he couldn't didn't know what to do. And he and then one day he woke up in the middle of the night, and an elf was just like jerking him off. It's like, this isn't going to pay well with the store. I appreciate it, but it's not. Like, I better write that story and send it into Penthouse Comics when they still publish those. I'm not complaining, but... Are they still going to put naked ladies in Penthouse? I have to assume they're going to up the naked lady quotient yeah, now that Playboy has stopped. What about, uh, what about Playgirl? Is that still going to be wall-to-wall penises? <laughs> I assume so. I mean, I Long don't know city. all of their business decisions. <laughs> I assume so. I don't know. I've never... I don't know. <laughs> she just totally did a Dan impression. <laughs> If it, they took all the naked ladies out of Playboy and they just put them in Playgirl, and the, and the purchasers of Playgirl were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Look, we had to put them somewhere. It's not like you can't take photos of these. Just shovel them into this other thing. <laughs> shovel them in. Like so, coal into a, steam, into a locomotive. Um, so uh, this goes like this. How about a callback to last year's Song of the Autumn, Rocket Crocodile and the World of Tomorrow? Great song. I put an MP3 of it on a mix I made for my family's road trip through eastern Canada this summer. <laughs> Weird. And it became a favorite of my two little kids, age really? seven Aww. and four. Oh, that's, that's nice. The best part was hearing them sing Stuart's line, I think I've seen this movie, in my dreams. <laughs> and because my son's idea of good humor is to, to negate everything, he liked to sing, start singing the song correctly, Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow. But then he would sing, it's a movie that... Exists before coming to a dead stop. 
<laughs> Yours, R, rest of first name withheld, S, rest of last name withheld. That Why is are your fans so ashamed to be a, your fans that they don't want to You've heard on. this podcast. We're a bunch of Looney Tunes and, and knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, young, the young man plays with expectations in his comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, my own son's uh, new experiments in comedy. He's, he wrote a knock-knock joke that I think you guys are going to like. Uh, let's go through it. Knock-knock. Okay. Knock. Who's there? Who's there? Mommy. Mommy, Mommy who? Daddy. <laughs> this is an actual joke that Sammy told me. It, it follows on the heels of his earlier joke about his grandparents, which goes like this. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there, sure. Bubby. Bubby who? Zadie. <laughs> which is his grandma and grandpa. I like the I like the how he's playing with gender roles. <laughs> Very uh, so, timely. In this era of Kayla Jenner, I feel like... Now more than ever, Kaylin Jenner. <laughs> yeah, my family member, Kaylin Jenner. I can, I can say in all honesty that I laughed at that as hard as any joke that you've ever told. <laughs> I guess Samuel will take the credit for that. Funny kid. Uh, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, I like how kids think it's funny just to say the opposite of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they learn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Very wistful. To everything, <laughs> turn, turn. It was at that moment I realized. <laughs> down, down, down. I should have never <laughs> disowned <laughs> my seven children that are out. <laughs> Nothing. Savage <Okay>. children? <laughs> yeah, Fred Savage children. That's yeah. what we're talking about. All right, let's get back to the letters. What a child actor, that Fred Savage. And adult actor. Okay. You know what? Does anyone watch that show? I heard it was funny. The Grinder? But on a podcast, I heard it was funny. <laughs> I haven't seen Grindr, it. Grinder, I, I watch it. It's, fun, it's funny enough. You use Grinder. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Look, if you know of a better way for me to have my illicit homosexual assignations. Far be it for me to me. question your methods. They seem to be working great. Uh, this is from Sarah, last name. See you, Carl. Oh, sorry, Carl, the guy that Dan was sleeping with. <laughs> Carl Jr. is the uh, hamburger fortune owner. <laughs> Who Dan was sleeping with? His, his last name is Richard Carl's Jr. His full name, that's Richard Carl's Jr. Uh, Dan? Uh, Sarah, last name withheld, writes, Dear Elliot. Hey. Because of your nerdy charm and nasal wit, I've fallen in love with guys uh. like you. I recently met a guy exactly like uh. you, even down to the catchphrase repeating shouts. In a cre- in creative writing club in my college. My Sounds question like something is: I would do. Am I attracted to him because <clears throat> of him, or do I only like him because he reminds me of you, and thus the flop house? Should mm-hmm. I show him his podcast doppelganger? Sincerely, Sarah Lasting withheld. I would say, why question what the motivation of love is? Instead, mm-hmm. uh, if he's anything like me, he's not used to having girls go after him. So go after him. Give him a thrill. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe you'll find out you really like him for him. And not mm-hmm. because just because he's a pale simulacrum of your heartthrob, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe don't play this for him this episode in particular. Like maybe play a different episode for him if you really want to. But he may be like, yeah, when is, you introduce is him, is that to- me? And then he'll become obsessed with tracking down his other half, and then he'll try to take over my life, like the dark half, exactly, mm-hmm. or like single white female, ah! stiletto your in your heart. eyes, so he gets your power. And then you can be double Elliot. Joke's on him. The power's not in my heart. Mm. Now, so when you start, <laughs> to tell you when he starts totally is. getting into this podcast, you probably don't want him to hear this episode. So you should just, when it comes on, be like, 
oh, there's something wrong with this episode. Technical difficulties. Yeah, or just like start kissing him, and he'll he's he'll be like, and he'll and he'll throw his iPod in the garbage. Understand? He could be done nuts. Has she gone for him? I mean, this is there's no. Why are you are you examining the letter for additional information? Yeah, well, I wanted to know. Like, I printed I, I printed out this from an email. There's no like computer enhanced. No. <laughs> Tell me what happens next. Because I was wondering, is it like she has a crush on him and she hasn't expressed her feelings to him, or she's like dating him and she hasn't expressed that she's I mean, into him because he reminds her of you? Isn't that yeah, the test? Not, isn't that the test clear. of great literature that it makes us ask questions? You mm-hmm. know. Yes. It's not clear whether they're yes, together Sarah. yet. Is the next letter from the same person that has a continuation of the storyline? I totally boned down with Elliot. <laughs> boned down. Okay, with the pale shadow of Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. 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 It reminds me of when I used to write a newspaper column in New York. Foliot. And, and a woman. <laughs> Fakeliot. Uh-huh. Elliot Fakehalen. <laughs> and, uh, and this woman wrote on her blog about how she had a crush on me. Uh, and was I, this the girl that was into bondage and stuff? And she was super into bondage, and she had like corset piercings on her back, which are ro- two rows of piercings that you can string ribbon between the two, so it looks like oh my her goodness. body is a corset. That sounds perfect for you. And there were all you. these pictures where she was holding big guns, and it was like, man, if I was a different person, I would be tracking this woman down, and I'd have a ton of crazy stories to tell if I lived to tell them. But instead, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead, you got nervous and hid somewhere? Yeah. For years, yeah. <laughs> Until Danielle coached you out of your little mouse hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a, with a with piece of cheese. A piece of Lincoln biography. <laughs> Just um, a piece of it. So yeah, so yeah write, write us back, Sarah, and let us know what happened with this burgeoning romance. But last... And thanks for writing in. Last letter. Hey there, Peaches. Listening to your recent episode about Deliver Us From Evil, and I was thinking about people playing Satan in films. Like one of my favorites, Peter Stormare in the hit... 2005 hit Constantine. I don't know that that's a hit. Uh, uh, they did a TV show I, off of it. I was wondering was what your favorite. De- what's your favorite devil in cinema? John, last name withheld. Favorite devil in cinema. I mean, for me, it's Walter Houston in The Devil and Daniel Webster. I feel like he straddles the line between a funny devil and a scary devil really well. Yeah, uh, and he has. He's just so kind of like quiet for a lot of it in a very intense way, and I like that a lot. But then he has creepy laughs. Does a uh, night on Bald Mountain from Fantasia count? Is he the devil? I mean, or is he just technically, a... he's just a demon. I think was yeah. his name Malavolge or something like that. Or... I don't know. But uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. He's super devilly scary. He's huge. He's as big as a mountain. I mean, he's the coolest looking one. I feel like that's for sure. Allie, do you have well, a favorite when you devil? said the devil and Daniel Webster, I just thought of the devil and Daniel Johnston, and that was <laughs> such a good movie. So that's the all devil's I... not actually in that. <laughs> Wait, what? I... It's a documentary. Oh, right, it's yeah. a documentary. About it was so good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna say. Uh, what about what about She Devil with Meryl Streep? Oh, I actually I actually saw She Devil like three times in theaters. <laughs> I was pretty into She Devil. With um, Ed Beagley Jr. <laughs> Ed Beagley, the dog version of Ed Beagley. He's Jr. super Beagley. <laughs> On, uh, the, on Capital Critters, so that I, was the version of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd probably say this is going to be a bit of a spoiler alert, everybody, but uh, I would probably say uh, Robert De Niro in, wait a minute, what's that movie Angel with Heart. Angel Heart? Uh, wait, but, where he plays Louis Cipher. Oh, I was thinking of that Al Get it? That's what? Devil's Advocate yeah. with Al Pacino. I was thinking of Devil's Advocate. 
Uh, although Tim Curry and Legend is really good too. Tim Curry and Legend's really good. That's Al- probably about the only thing I like about Legend. Yeah. Al Pacino in uh in Devil's Advocate is a good, like over the top goofy devil. Wait a he's minute, just... he's over the top in a movie? <laughs> he goes over the top. He turns his hat around backwards <laughs> and he wins an arm wrestling competition. <laughs> but there's a lot of good devils in film. Vigo Mortensen in the prophecy. Uh, um uh in, in interview uh with a vampire. Is there a devil in that? Well, the theme song was like, Pleased to meet you. Sympathy for the devil, yeah. (laughs) That was Stuart called it in earlier, in last episode, Pleased to meet you. There's uh, (laughs) a devil in the blue dress. There's no devil in it, but it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, there's uh, whoever plays the devil in Haxon, also known as Witchcraft Through the Ages, which is a silent movie that's really good. Um, There's good devil worshippers, you know. Sure. And uh, Rosemary's Baby. Tom oh, Noonan yeah. in House of the Devil. Yeah, that's really go. good. Or uh, in uh, The Devil Rides Out with Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is not the villain. Mm-hmm. But, but does uh, he play the devil? Uh, no, he just he's the, he, actually the hero in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that great film, God. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, I don't even know what the hell he's laughing at. <laughs> don't know where she's going with it. <laughs> you can't get it out. <laughs> Well, great question. We all answered. Anyway, so should we move on to recommendations? <laughs> that great film, God and the Devil. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, is that about. a movie, is I guess? I, I'm so baffled by how I'm supposed to react to that. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Maybe a nod and smile, or do you? <laughs> like, that's that's one of those times where, like, <laughs> it's not a movie. <laughs> it's just like, what if someone had made that? <laughs> I don't understand. What if? What if somebody made a movie called God and the Devil and somebody had to play the devil, I think is what she's saying. That character would be amazing. That'd be your favorite. <laughs> um, so this is the part. Something to think about. It's <laughs> something to think about. Uh, sisters. Uh, this is the part of the show where we recommend. We are way over time. <laughs> where we recommend. I mean, compared as to quickly we, as possible. We recommend movies that we actually liked. Mm-hmm. And Did we ever? Instead of the thing that we watched. I will go first because I'm already talking. Um, <laughs> uh, Forced October. This is an interesting movie. It's not entirely a horror movie, but it definitely becomes very horrifying by the end. Uh, and it's a film called Seconds by John oh, okay. Frankenheimer. Yeah. Um, it has a Frankensteiner. Frankenheimer's monster. <laughs> it has a lot of the same sort of style that uh, he brought to the Manchurian Candidate. It has the same kind of beautiful black and white photography. It has the same paranoia. It has the same like weird sense of humor beneath everything. The, the, the cinematography is even a little more intense. Than, yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of Terry Gilliam style that comes... Directly yeah. from seconds, and it's about a service that can provide um, uh, wealthy middle-aged men with basically a second chance at life. It, it fakes their death and then sets them up uh, with plastic surgery that makes that takes at least twenty years off of them and kind of gives them a new life. And it's kind of in a way, it gives them a second time around, step mm-hmm. by step. <laughs> Day by day, I don't know the rest of how okay. that Second theme song goes. Patrick Duffy right. and Suzanne this Summers. Is not helping any seconds. John Ragnar. But uh, and it's shot by James Wong Howe. Yeah, and dramatically, it covers some of the same ground as uh, Mad Men. That kind of like mm-hmm. finding out that like just 
just starting over in a new life is not enough to make you happy if the problem is within yourself rather than in your external circumstances. But instead of it being sort of a humorous drama, it's a dramatic paranoid thriller horror film. <laughs> so uh, With Rocky Hudson. Yeah. So that's what I recommend. Seconds. Anyone else? Why not, why not go back for seconds? Mm-hmm. Says Dan McCoy <clears throat> from the Flophouse. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie called Creep. I was going to recommend Creep. This is the second time I've recommended a movie called Creep. Uh, this time is <laughs> the... Say it that way? <laughs> That's how they say it. Creep. Movie. This one is not the uh, the movie about the monster living in the subway. Instead, it stars one of them Duplass boys. I was, you, I, you totally stole I my totally scooped you, you dude. Scooped my oh, you probably got a million old-timey bullshits. I did recommend. have another movie I was going to recommend in addition. That's so. convenient. So I'm going to recommend the movie Creep. It's a shorty. It's only like an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. It's got one of them Duplass boys in There's it. There's only um, two people in it. Yeah, there's only there's two people. Two in. people on screen, and you hear one no, other person over a phone. Yeah, like a uh, True West or something. Yep. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and it's about a videographer who takes a answers a personal ad to film a guy for one day for a thousand dollars, and uh, it immediately gets creepy. He goes out of this cabin out in the woods, and he interacts with his subject, who is played by Mark Duplass, who is. The best special effect in all of horror movies, <laughs> as he is super creepy, um, who explains that he wants uh, this videographer to film him uh, for the day because he is dying of brain cancer and he wants his unborn son to get to know his father. He actually, I love, he goes, do you see, ever see that movie in my life? Yeah. Michael Keaton, it's a great movie. <laughs> anyway, so he, and I love that they, I was like. I haven't heard anyone mention my life in a long time. <laughs> and then it, it goes on from there, and it ends up being, like, quiet at times and also scary and great. Mm-hmm. It, like, it functions really well, I thought, as, like, a kind of a short story of a horror movie. Yes. And where it's, like, it's sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's creepy. And and I've yeah. complained, and it's a found footage movie, and I've complained about the format quite a bit. But it's a, it seems to be very aware of the format and actually kind of uses the idea of, like, strange DVDs arriving and it's very uh, kind of conscious of it as opposed to like, oh, scary stuff is happening and some dude's just filming it. There are a few scenes where I, I was like, why do you have the camera? I mean, me? that's uh, show that's me. Yeah. Show me a found footage movie that doesn't do that. But it play, it, there's definitely there's a part that played with my expectations a lot that I respected where you see something. There's a cut and you see something happening. and You're like, why would he shoot this? And then you realize it was shot to make a point to the other character. And I'm like, oh, you got me movie. Yeah. I thought you'd made a mistake, but really you'd outsmarted me. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to recommend Creep too. I'm glad you liked it, Stuart. But uh, do you want? I'll go next. You so go you next. Can, you can finish. Well, it just Close means it that I'm going to recommend a movie that's not a Shocktober movie. You go, Hallie. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe this has been recommended before, but have you guys talked about My Best Fiend? <laughs> oh, no. we have. I don't know if we have talked about the it. documentary about, about Klaus yeah, Kinski. the Klaus Kinski Werner no. Herzog movie. Uh, yeah, so I saw it, like, a month ago or something, and it is so fucking funny. I mean, like, (laughs) beside the fact that, like, it's super interesting because, you know, you learn about Klaus Kinsey and you learn about all these movies that they made together, um, that are super famous, but you also sort of, like... It's it's about how nuts Klaus Kinsey is, but we, like you really get like a window into like how nuts Werner Herzog also is. Uh, 
And it's just like so absurd. Like they're when they're talking about um what is the Agir and Agire the Wrath of God. Yeah. Mm. When they're talking about filming that and like Werner Herzog is telling the story about how he's like was staying in this place and he was like, Yeah, and I, you know, we were staying in this smaller village and I was, you know, everyone else was staying in tents and I was staying in a home with this woman, uh, with nine children who was raising 200 guinea pigs. And I, I was very uncomfortable because you would wake up in the night and you would just have thou- like hundreds of guinea pigs just like swarming over you. And so I realized I needed to find a different living situation. But like, but said in like total, like, 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 Dead no, yes, like voice. humorless description. Uh, and their relationship is super interesting. And like, it is so funny without uh, meaning to be funny that it, I don't know. It was a joy to In watch. the darkness, I can see the guinea pigs <laughs> looking at me. You look into the eye of a guinea pig and you see not even a pig. <laughs> the fur reminding one of the womb in some way. I don't know how that makes sense. Uh, so no, much- it's, no, it's definitely there's like he's he's talking about how like Klaus can see th- sees nature so like is like it's so reverent of nature and he's like when I see nature I see blood I see rape I see violence <laughs> they publish they publish Herzog's diary that he was keeping during the filming of that movie and or it's either that or the filming of Fitzcarraldo and it is all that stuff. It's hilarious. He's like, the, the, the jungle is a place of savagery and slaughter. Man has tamed it, but, ha- but has he ever really tamed anything? Like, he he's just hates, he thinks life is so scary. Uh, and then he makes a movie like uh, that Loch Ness movie, where, he's, <laughs> where it's a total joke on his own personality. Uh, so I thought I was going to recommend Creep for Shocktober, and I was like, this is a found footage movie. No way is Stuart going to see this. Uh-huh, scooped. He totally scooped me. So I'm going to recommend a non-Shocktober movie that I liked. Uh, it's called Ginza Cosmetics. It's a Japanese movie from the early 50s. <laughs> it's uh, a commercial about cosmetics. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's directed by, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong, I'm sure, Mikio Naruse, uh, who is who was known more for like women's films or movies about women. And I feel like it's a kind of movie that there are many of it throughout Japan's history, but which film fans in America don't always see. I feel like we watch a lot of samurai movies. We watch a lot of like violent, you know, cop movies or whatever, or watch a lot of like Japanese uh, thrillers or things like that, or ghost movies. But this, there's this huge genre that, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to come. I don't see as much of and. Uh, Women's I, films. Women's films. And I, I st- but like the mo- films about the way people actually live in Japan or lived when the movies were being made rather than like period pictures or monster movies or things like that. And it's a very kind of delicate movie. It's the emotions are kind of reticent in it to a very to a degree that is I found more powerful because the characters do not want to show how what a tough time they're having in life. And it's a melodrama about a single mother who is a geisha at a bar in the Ginza district and briefly sees that there might be an opportunity for her to leave this life and have like a better life with her and her son. And it just doesn't work out. Uh, but it's all done very like the character is very tentative and everything's very delicate. And I found the score in it very affecting because it was like the music was kind of sad, but not super sad. It was a movie that is it played on a shamisen. I don't know what that is. It's one like of those a, Japanese guitars. Like a chamois you would use to wipe a car off. Yeah. 
Yep, like what she's doing. <laughs> Offensive. But uh, but I, I really, but I really liked it a lot. It's a movie that kind of forces you to kind of supply. Think some about of the, women's films. What? Think about women's films. Never mind. It forces you to think about women's films. Yeah. Anyway, Ginza Cosmetics. I liked it. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the saddest, <laughs> saddest time of the year. Another Shocktober come and gone. It's the longest it'll be until another Shocktober. But you know what? When is this episode? Cage Miss is just around the corner on Halloween. Yeah, it is coming uh, <laughs> on Halloween. All so, on Halloween on All Hallie's Eve. That's what my mom calls me, Halloween. She calls me Halloween, That's not Halloween. Peek behind the curtain because you were in the band <laughs> Ween for a while. <laughs> yes, Dean Ween. The other ween and Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Um, okay. Have a great Halloween, people. <laughs> Sign, signing off. This is Hallie Haglin really from the Flophouse. The end of the hijack. The end of the I had a whole speech about the chilly day when the spirits roam, but I guess I'm not even going to get into that. You know, <laughs> the sound, the sound of crinkled leaves. That was underfoot. Hallie Haglin, and this is the rest of the story. The end. <laughs> Thanks, Hallie. Uh, I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> I've been Stuart Wellington. And as the veil between our world and the spirit world once again thickens, I will be Elliot Kalen. Or will I? (laughs) 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 Merry Halloweens, miss. Uh, use your imagination, dude. I don't. I don't even know how to how to begin to answer that question. Are you saying you would be because you can't decide if you would fuck a pile of bones? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, look at it right there. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's already in the reclining position. It's just you weird it said sexy skeleton and pile of bones as if those are not the same thing. Well, one is like a disconnected pile of bones, and one is yeah, still... yeah, I get it. Sexy. <laughs> How to begin to answer that question. Are you saying you would be... Because you can't decide if you would fuck a pile of bones? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, look at it right there. I mean, it... Yeah, I mean, it's already in the reclining position. It's just weird you said sexy skeleton and pile of bones as if those are not the same.